Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. In all four Gospels are recorded in numerous occasions when Jesus said, follow me. Jesus invites his followers to spend time with him, to learn from him, and to follow his ways. That's the journey we'll be taking together through this Lenten season. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey, it's another new week that we have begun. It's the final week before Holy Week, and I hope Lent has been meaningful to you this year. I know there have been some technical difficulties on our end with releasing episodes on time, so I really appreciate your patience. Even if it didn't all work like I had hoped, the journey I've had in preparing for this podcast has been so good for me. So thank you for sticking around and joining me. I'd love to hear your stories from Lent, so shoot me a message, Sarah with an H at whoisgrace.com. Today, let's start our week thinking about solitude. I think our thoughts in this discipline might be divided. For you extroverts, maybe solitude is something to avoid. For us introverts, maybe we crave it. I don't want to put any of us in a box, of course, but depending on personality or season of life, you may have strong feelings about solitude. So let's start by defining it and then explore why we need it and how to find it. As I've mentioned before, the resource I'm using for the spiritual formation practices is called Spiritual Disciplines, a book by Adele Alberg Calhoun. In her words, solitude is the desire to leave people behind and enter into time alone with God. And she quotes Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Now he uses the word silence, but think solitude. We are so afraid of silence that we chase ourselves from one event to the next in order not to have to spend a moment alone with ourselves, in order not to have to look at ourselves in the mirror. Now for context, Bonhoeffer was killed by the Nazis. So this quote is from the 30s or early 40s, 100 years ago. And he recognized that we have very little space or time in our lives for solitude. And he suggested that we do it on purpose. We don't want to be alone with ourselves. And I think we should pause a moment and really make sure we understand that solitude is not loneliness. Pastor Derek said loneliness is the pain of being alone. Solitude is the joy of being alone. And how can there be joy in solitude? Because solitude is intentionally taking time to be only with God. Just let that sit a moment. You and I, we are all invited to just be in the presence of the maker of universe. That's astonishing to me. Since the beginning of time, God's invited his people into solitude with him. The difference between Adam and Eve alone with God in the garden, or Moses alone with God at the burning bush or on Mount Sinai, or Elijah alone in a cave on that same mountain, or some of the prophets in the wilderness like John the Baptist, the difference is that the Spirit of God was not yet fully indwelling God's people. Now, in the post-resurrection reality of the new covenant, we are filled with the Holy Spirit full-time. And that means the invitation to be alone with him is an anytime, anywhere kind of invitation. Isn't that awesome? Our difficulty then isn't in waiting on God's invitation. It's making room in our lives to say yes, making room in our calendars to say yes. I don't know about you, but I don't want to feel as if God has to compete with my calendar or my clock for my attention. Just as I crave time with just being with my husband, Nate, I want to crave time with just my heavenly father. Let me share a funny story. Just before our wedding day, I made a comment to Nate. I said, wouldn't it be so cool if after we said our vows, we were like actually joined together, physically attached at the hip or something? <laughs> I remember he looked at me like I was literally insane. And within a month or two of the wedding, I knew I was a crazy woman for suggesting that. I mean, we couldn't possibly put it up with one another nonstop in every moment. However, we still need to pursue solitude with one another in order to build our relationship. No one matters more to me than Nate. 
That means I prioritize him against all other people. What about God? He matters the most above any person, right? So just like my relationship with Nate suffers from lack of intentional time, so does my relationship with God. And we know this, right? And some of you right now, what you're feeling is guilty. And this is definitely not about guilt. Remember, this is God's gracious, generous invitation born out of his love and faithfulness to me and to you. Anytime you or I say yes, he is delighted. And so in this practice of solitude, we are able to find the space and time for prayer, for reading scripture, for silence, for journaling, so much more. Scheduling solitude is going to increase our ability to press more deeply into a life lived in rhythm with God and with others. So when you do have some si- so when you do have some time for solitude, what will you get up to? I challenge you right now. Pull out the calendar, find an hour or two or three, and then bring all your thoughts and all your worries, all your pain, your questions, whatever. Just bring all of you, bring your Bible with you. He's going to meet you there. Father, how very small we are among your creation. And yet you are big enough and sovereign enough, gracious enough to meet each one of us when we come to you. We praise you for that. We thank you for that. Amen. Thank you for joining me in my chair today. If you'd like to share something with me about your own Lenten journey, you can find me at Sarah, with an H, at whoisgrace.com. If you've been encouraged, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And for more resources from Grace Church, visit whoisgrace.com forward slash read.